Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to your podcast coming from Clark and Bobby Jean. We're here today. It's a big week. We're in the Corver studio in our house, <laughs> a.k.a. the kitchen table. And it's we've got high-tech. three of the four... Minions oh. are awake right now, so if you hear screaming, shouting, stumbling, I'm sure some of them will come say hello to you shortly. They know we're doing the podcast. Hey, we hope you feel welcome. They'll make at an home. appearance. Welcome to the Corver House. <laughs> Beautiful place of craziness. Well, this week especially, because our firstborn turned seven, so everybody's yes. just on like hypercharged birthday. Yeah, we've been like, counting down on birthday <laughs> for like six months. You know, we yeah, haven't had many, anybody lately. How many days is it? <laughs> no. It's like, uh, like 97. Yeah. All right, here we go. Like four more months, yeah. So. Good stuff, though, from Ephesians chapter 4, too. So we're excited about that. We're going to talk about what stuck out to us and just kind of walk through the chapter, and uh, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. We'll pick it up go at verse it. 1. Pick um, it. I'm reading the ESV. Bobby's <laughs> reading the NIV. And my, yes. the ESV says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Hmm. And so the first thing I've asked myself and wanted to remind myself and you listening is, what is it that we're called to? Yeah. And what comes to my what mind is, is the great commandment. Love God, love other people. That's how hmm. all of the law is fulfilled mm-hmm. in that one command. And so if that's what we're called to do, Love God, love love others. I'm asking myself, am I doing this? Am I experiencing this? And then from there, it's like, what does this actually look like? Yep. I think that's what I think that's what Paul is getting at here in the right. rest of Ephesians four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think as he unpacks it, the one of the, like the things he implies is the way you love God and the way you love others is important. You have to walk the walk and talk the talk. Hmm. And if those two don't correlate, we're going to have ourselves a problem here. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, especially of the world kind of watching Christians and looking at Christians, if we aren't walking in a way that lines up with the gospel and the command to love God and love other people, even people who don't know the Bible can sense, like, you're a hypocrite. Or, that's confusing. That's confusing or mm-hmm. something's off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I just uh, maybe two weeks ago after church, I was done preaching. I walked out because our kids run around the playground at 1030. And there was a, a newer guy to the church. And he was watching his child play. And we were talking. Mm-hmm. I got to know this man after the last couple of months or so. And I was like, hey, you know, how's your week going? It starts turning into a spiritual conversation. And he shares that he's actually been mm-hmm. invited to church. And some of his extended family and people he's close to mm-hmm, are Christians mm-hmm. and have invited him to church before. But what turned him off was that he bumped into some of those people from that church and um, circumstances and events outside of the church. And the way they were acting did not even come close to the way that they were presenting themselves on Sunday. And for a guy who just doesn't really know much about the faith and about Christianity, it was a huge turnoff for him. And so he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't really want anything to do with this. And I'm so glad that he wasn't um, so kind of hardened to Christianity that he wouldn't open himself back up to the possibility of it down the road. Hence, he's at our church now. But it's a big deal that our our walk mirrors our talk. And like Paul says in verse 1, I'm urging you, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Walk the walk Mm. and talk the talk. 
I always love when Pastor Ken and when you guys do baptisms and mm. you have the church congregation stand up yeah. and just kind of say, like, will you help, you know, so-and-so, whoever, or their family? Um, will you help them? Will you hold them accountable? Will you love them? Will you help them walk in truth? And then I think you guys almost always say this line, will you not let your Saturday night, your Friday night confuse them with your Sunday morning? Like, can yeah. you... Um, can you just continue to walk out, like Paul is saying, this faith, you know, all the time in little steps wherever you are? I mean, the Shema, we've memorized that as a family too out of Deuteronomy, talks about that as well, just mm-hmm. in our lying down and our getting up. And um, anyway, we so verse one, boom. We unpacked a lot. Four <laughs> minutes a lot and 45 there. seconds of verse one. <laughs> but, but what I like about it is the rest of the chapter, yeah. he actually gives you some handles for here's what it looks like mm-hmm. to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of that which you've been called to. Yeah. Here's what it looks like to love God and love other people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you can read my notes there, Bobby, but I just wrote down just like a couple of the verse numbers that he gives descriptions. Are yeah. Do you want to read those to us? Sure. I mean, just right after verse, so verses two and three, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Verse three, make every effort to keep unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. You have verse 15. Um, that sounds like this. Instead of speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head of Christ. So growing up and maturing. Yeah, speaking the truth in love. Mm -hmm. 22 through 24. That sounds, let me see if I can find it. This is the NIV again. That sounds like this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to be and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And then even at the very end, to verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one mm-hmm. another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Yeah. So lots of indicators and just kind of practically like, hey, you know, we talk a lot about the fruit of the Spirit in our family too. And um, this is what it looks like, like when we're abiding, when we're walking with the Lord, you know, here's fruit that we see because of Holy Spirit who lives in us. And that's kind of a little bit of what Paul touches on, too, and how when we, you know, we have this unity of the body, but Mm -hmm. really it's not um, unity in that we're all uniform. It's unity in that we're we're together and we're like-minded unto Christ, but we all have these diverse gifts um, you yeah. have grace gifts here in your note that we're that that are God given that, yeah. that we get and, and tying it back into the chapter that we read it's verse seven. Yeah, he said, okay, so we have a mission, and that is to love God and love other people. We're to walk the walk and talk the talk, and he gives us tons of examples of what it actually looks like. And in verse seven, like Bobby's alluding to, it says, "But this grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift." Mm-hmm. So on one hand, we have, we have saving faith that's a means of God's grace. Um, that he, right. we talked about in Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. What he's referring to here in verse 7 is actually more of like a spiritual gifting and a unique uh, wiring and creating. Like God made you different than mm-hmm. God made Bobby and myself. So again, mm-hmm. there's a unity, not a uniformity in the sense that we're all the same, we all act the same, we all have the same gifts. He's saying, hey, as you love God and as you love other people, walk in the Spirit, be connected to the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and be you. Like, use the gifts that God's given you to yeah. complete his mission, essentially. Hmm. And uh, that's just, that's really good news. It's exciting because you don't want more than one Clark Corver out there. Yeah. Yeah, the world <laughs> just needs one of me. I know. 
Well, that's good stuff. Well, we, I mean, if we go a step further too, you were talking about verse 27. And so we have, we understand the mission. We understand this gift. We're walking in these gifts or we're learning and we're aware at least. Yeah. Um, we know how this should look. So thank you, Paul, for those pointers. But then what are things um, that, you know, might throw you? And that's kind of on the second half of this chapter when we talked uh, we talked about those verses yeah. about putting on your new self yeah. and how um, how there there's this new attitude, this new mind. Uh, but really, I think it's verse 27. Is that yeah, what you 26 have and 27. The kind of the question we were asking ourselves is, okay, yeah. if we're supposed to love God and love other people. That's like the that's what we're called to, and we're supposed to live in a way that is worthy of this calling. And mm-hmm. Bobby said, you know, we're supposed to be like all these things. God listened for us in the Scripture. One of the questions we asked ourselves is, what could derail this? Like, what could yeah. totally mess this up and make it go down south? And that's where we come to verses like 26 and 27. Mm-hmm. Bobby's saying, if you fall back on the old ways of your life, falsehood, kind of living out of your flesh, out of the former way of life, that's corrupt and deceitful desires. Mm-hmm. He talks about how the devil could actually get a foothold in your life, in our mm-hmm. life. So do you want to read 26 and 27 to us? Sure. Uh, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. You want me to keep going? No, that's perfect. Great. So this is a really important couple of verses here, especially when it comes to spiritual warfare um, and just our walk with the Lord, because there's a, a truth that you have to hold on to, and that is Christians cannot, I repeat, cannot be possessed by the evil one, by any kind of demonic spirit. Mm-hmm. However, everybody can be demonized. Uh, it's true in scripture. It's true from, um, I guess, even my experience. In just literature. De- deliverance in mm-hmm. deliverance ministry here at church. And that is why we're not possessed. We can become severely oppressed. And this verse right here, verse 27, says, don't give the devil a foothold. Mm-hmm. If you translate that in the Greek and you look back at the original language, what is essentially saying is do not give the devil a place to reside. Don't give him yeah, a place to rest. Don't give him a place to live or stay. And so if you could kind of run with me in this analogy, it's like God owns your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you envision your your heart and your body being a house of the Lord, the Lord owns you. You're bought by the blood of Christ, but mm-hmm. you are the landlord. And you have to use what God's given you, and you have to be a good steward with what he's given you. And so like a landlord, you get to some extent decide what rooms of your house are rented out to whom. Mm-hmm. And so if we're all being honest, there are certain areas of our life we are quick to say, yeah, I'll submit that to King Jesus. Definitely, I'll give that to the Lord. And then we all have got maybe a closet or two or a bedroom we want to keep locked up and say, but I really enjoy, you know, like he said earlier yeah. in this passage, the former way of life. Mm-hmm. I've got some old habits. Mm-hmm. I've got some old things that bring me pleasure. I've got some old things that I used to do that just feel good. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really want to yeah. give those up to the Lord. Mm. That's what he's getting at here. He said, that's an open door or an open window for the evil one to come in and cause problems to demonize or mm. to oppress. So when it mm. says, don't give the devil a foothold, don't give him a place to stay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the way in which we do that is by living into the rest of this chapter. And that is loving God and loving other people and living your life in a way that's worthy of the calling that he's been given you. Yeah. And put away your old way of life. And remember, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Believe it, tell yourself that, and live like it. And we believe it will be yeah. just a, a great gift. Yeah, that's that's really good. I think a lot of folks have maybe heard this, you know, at a 
um, a wedding or a bridal shower, something where you, you know, don't, what's well, one word of advice? Well, don't go to bed angry. So we, we take this sometimes for face value and, and that's good. Uh, but the next layer down is what Clark kind of broke down here. That's um, actually there's, there's, um, there's some good spiritual meat to chew on here for, for how we can uh, battle wisely and well mm-hmm. in this spiritual battle. Because it says you can be angry, but it said don't be angry yes. in sin. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like Clark said, uh, I'll finish out the chapter. That's one of the things that stuck out to me is that this, you know, the rest of the chapter before it and after it are telling you, you know, how how to live in this new creation, this new life, this new self. And at the end, it, it's no... Um, Exception. So this is verse 32 again. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Mm. And one of the things that stuck out to Clark and I in that is just the forgiveness element. And so, you know, he could have mentioned this earlier, but we think it's probably a really proper placement that it's here at the end after he's talked about um, not being angry and not, you know, holding bitterness and not being resentful because a huge, huge root of those things where if you follow that resentment root down is because we've held on to unforgiveness. We have not forgiven when we should have, when we could have, when there was an opportunity to. Yeah. And so that's that's just an encouragement. I was actually at a shower um, earlier this week and I was just struck by how many uh, older women in the church Um, You know, we're kind of just there offering a little bit about their story or a blessing or a piece of advice. And so many of them, as they were, um, as they were speaking, were talking about how, you know, I've been married 30 years or 40 years. And the main thing that they said was just, you got to learn to forget, forgive yourself and forgive your spouse. And, and really, you know, 47 years later, I'll listen to that. For sure. (laughs) You've earned it. So yeah. super encouraged here, uh, Ephesians chapter four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah. as, you, as you wrap up, I would say too, yeah, just please. kind of going back to that demonization piece. Uh, don't want you to leave listening to this freaking out, going, "Oh no, am I demonized?" Uh, we've all been <laughs> oppressed at some point in time, and and have probably been demonized to some extent. We've not submitted things to the Lord and have not repented. Sure. So the good news is, it's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. And that's turning your eyes to Jesus and saying, "God, would you forgive me for mm-hmm. identifying the sin in your life and submitting to that." Then saying, Lord, as I repent of my sins, I renounce the, this, these evil ways in my life. Yep. Would you replace them with love, joy, peace, patience? Yeah. You know, the fruit of the Spirit and the Christ-likeness. Yeah, so it's just a about. repenting, a renouncing, and a replacing. Hmm. Say, I'm going to get rid of this stuff, Lord. I give it to you. And I'm going to turn and walk in your way. Would you replace mm-hmm. it with more of you? We can all do that. That's good. Thanks for listening, you guys. Be blessed this Wednesday. We'll hear from, you'll hear from us on Friday. (laughs) Adios. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.